foundational kind of point of um, Vedanta. There's consciousness, there's matter, and then we go, you know, to, to explain the difference and so forth. I mean, I don't think that that's there in these, these traditions. And, and I think that the future lies in understanding, exploring the reality of consciousness. I don't think they hold, they hold much, they, they offer much. So I don't think they would speak of us. We, we are dealing with the, like I said, the consciousness of consciousness as brain, that idea. Well, what will we get from, from, from um, traditions that don't have a clear understanding of the Atma, of the soul, of consciousness? I don't know. Well, I mean, if they conduct themselves in ways that are compelling and, and, and you can always benefit from, from you know, people like that who may have even a lesser philosophical idea but apply themselves more than you. So you may see good qualities in them and that can help you and so forth. But, you know, as far as the future and what, the, what I don't think these things have that much. Anywhere near the... Um, potential to to um, be part of the discourse. What do you think? Well, there is a lot of kind of discourse going on now in the interfaith scene, like all the Abrahamic religions, showing showing what? Their, you know, showing their thoughts on different topics. Interfaith. Well, they, you know, interfaith is one thing. Interfaith may also be, you know, because of because of because they're being marginalized, they get together. <laughs> Do you understand? Interfaith generally means we're being marginalized by the non-faith. So let's get together, and, and they really don't get together that much, but there's they help one another. That's that's a good part of what interfaith is about doesn't really speak for the strength of the sect, necessarily. But, I mean, sure, there are different ideas to exchange and whatnot, but um, there are similarities and, and so forth, and, and common ground, obviously, in, in all religious traditions. But as far as, like, a worldview, it will have, that will be compelling and have staying power, it has to be one that understands the nature of consciousness. It's focused on, it's centered on that, the nature of consciousness. And I just, from what I've seen, I, neither of those are. What do you think? I've never got a clear understanding of what the soul is in in, uh, in Christianity, it's like God, because you know, it's, and animals have no souls. So, what is the understanding of consciousness? Like I said the other day, it's one thing for someone to, for consciousness to be aware of itself, hmm. but it's not that much, much different for it just to be aware, <laughs> for it to show itself awareness, even if it's not aware of itself. Do you understand what I'm saying? In other words, Christianity and Islam is the same, basically, on this point. That human 
life is an example of consciousness being aware of itself. Okay, you know that you exist, right? Hmm? Now, the tree might not know that it exists. The dog might not know that it exists, right? They don't sit, as far as we know, and have philosophical discussions, you know, existential crises and so forth. They're burdened with the basic necessities, meeting the basic necessities of life. Hmm? But they're conscious, right? They're not conscious of themselves, right? You follow what I'm saying? You can disagree with me if you, th- if you think I'm, I'm, I'm not clear. They're, they're not aware. This is how, the, how, the, how Christians think, for example. Humans are aware of themselves. That's how Descartes thought, for example. A whole, and he, was a, he was a Jesuit. Okay? Humans are aware of themselves. That I think about myself, therefore I am. Whereas the whole rest of the natural world all forms of life other than human, hmm? we're considered just machines. You understand? That's, that's the modern view, <laughs> as unpalatable as it sounds. And, and, and so therefore, <laughs> they were unable to, put to, to connect these two things. I think they're pretty connected. What are they? Awareness of oneself and awareness. Don't you think they're connected? In other words, we see awareness in the animal. It may not be aware of itself, but we see awareness. Isn't that more related to awareness of oneself than not? And to bifurcate that and cut that all off. What kind of understanding of of consciousness is that? I think it's more, you know, anthropocentric to, to, to do that than it is to think, oh, the animals are like us, you know. I think they are like us, <laughs> really, to be honest with you. I think they're very much like us, uh, they're just in a different body. <laughs> and so the same consciousness is expressing itself relative to the vehicle. And these are like ABCs of, of Vedanta. Hmm? And in, 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 it's, it's not part of Christianity at all. They don't make that connection. So, again, it's a Rajasic kind of understanding of consciousness. It's not a Sattvic understanding. It's a very, they're very confused on a very fundamental, from our perspective, spiritual perspective uh, point. Very fundamental, very basic. That's a building block from there. Hmm? We, we want to go into the world of consciousness. Hmm? Am I making sense to you? Yeah, I mean, it, it may not, you know, it may insult your pluralistic sensibilities, but um, there are some differences. And so, and I don't think that, I think that religion is good for people, <laughs> basically. But um, we're talking about, you know, What's the future? What what has what has currency for consideration of the of the of the, of the world and direction it's going and so forth? And it's, it's not like it's not like it's going in our direction, but I think this has some currency given in any any tradition that's really has a clear understanding of consciousness. Now Buddhism doesn't doesn't have a clear understanding of consciousness either.
they don't understand it as kind of like an ontological, you know, category or reality. It's, 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 but nonetheless, they talk about it in a, in a creative way and, and, um, you know, it's a subset of Hinduism, really. It's a, it's kind of a breakaway from Hinduism, so it carries a lot. That's its real strength. <laughs> it carries that with it. And, but it, but it has currency because it's, it's, it's more materialistic. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a non-theistic spirituality. It's an, so it's, it's, it's not that much of a step then for people to go there once they've rejected the monotheistic um, oppression as it will be seen by those who, who reject it, which is the majority of people. An oppressive idea. Basically Christianity, and the same thing holds with Islam. It's a monotheistic. Ours is, I don't know if it's monotheistic, but kind of Radha and Krishna, it's, a, it's two, but it's a very different. And people don't have no idea, very few people have any understanding of that, that this would be monotheistic. And, and it is in a very, you know, it's a very, in a very different way. So people re- recoiling from that, but looking for spirituality, they would would perhaps be uh, understandably be inclined towards something like Buddhism. And people want something now. You know, it's a credit card society. They want something now. And there are other ways to be good people. Right? You understand? It was if religion only offers in the here and now the moral life and the, and the strength in order to be morally upright... Well, there are other ways to arrive at that. Hmm? There are other strategies that are better, that work better. Hmm? So if that's all your religion can afford you now, is the strength, the insight, the courage, the whatever, the inspiration to be morally upright. Then I don't see it has much currency for, for the future. So people, in other words, want something from their spirituality, right? So, in in what we're talking, we we offer is something now. Besides, we we offer an idea that 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 far transcends um, the moral life, but mandates it at the same time, hmm? in such a way. As that that because a, an ethically and morally sound life is conducive, a non-exploitive life moving in that direction is conducive to calming the mind hmm, and turning uh, inward. Hmm. There's your motivation for it. And the inward turning is is now. It's not that your 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 carrot for doing that is you know heaven. When you're dead, you'll go there. The carrot is now. You 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 conduct yourself within certain parameters parameters that makes for a non-exploitive, 
and ethically sound life that's conducive to turning inward. Turning inward to do meditation. You have to, you know, you can't be out smoking and drinking and, you know, it, you just can't, the two don't go together. Hmm? It's not a partying life style, right? Hmm? It's a different lifestyle. So, you're, you, it, 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 it has great impetus for, 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 for the here and now in terms of uh, qualitatively nice, considerate, um, kind people, hmm? non-exploitive, uh, non-manipulative people, hmm? desirable in here and now. And, 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 on, and on top of that, it, it, it affords you, if you apply yourself, then, that you can get experience. You, can, you, can, you, don't have to, you don't have to go to heaven, heaven comes to you. Right? You can actually feel yourself coming out from underneath the oppression of the mind and senses. Devotees call it being fired up. <laughs> or something. You can feel it. Hmm? You do heavy sadhana. You know, you do, you do, you know, like, uh, seva puja. In the, in the temple and heavy sodden and get yourself in a situation where you do that, you feel yourself coming out. Hmm? You feel the, the, the lower modes of nature receding. Hmm? Happiness of sattva and a touch of transcendence. You can get bhava bas, shadow of bhava in good company. And, and, and so, that's you know, what does your religion do for you here and now? It, it, well, it, it, it does both of these things. It gives a, a great impetus for, for the moral life because the moral life then fosters, by way of making a conducive situation for inward life, it fosters inward life. Hmm? And a touch of inward life, oh, that you're, you're, you're there. You know, you'll never change. You can't turn away. It's very difficult. But I speak if you do it if regularly, if you spend half, you know, half your days in, in a trance. Do hmm? you really know something about Gaudiya Vaishnavism? So, and you can do that. I mean, it, it takes practice and time. But so, um, conversely, a tradition that offers you a justification for for moral life which maybe you'll go to hell if you don't do it. I mean, I'm being very crude here, just, you know, just to make a point. Hmm? That doesn't have a lot of currency. And, and to tell you your soul, and then you ask what it is. And I mean, I remember as a Catholic boy thinking, what is the soul? What does it look like? You know, I just imagine this like this glowing thing here, and then if you did the wrong thing, it got a black dot on it, you know, did the really wrong thing, got a hole in it, it might not be repairable or something, you know, I always want, what is the soul, like, what is the soul, how do you see it, and I used to talk to the Jesuits, because I was schooled by the Jesuits, and I, I just couldn't get satisfactory explanations, you know, and had the spirit of God, and, and, you know, so I was just, you know, kind of treading water to meet Prabhupada again, as soon as I met him, I thought, I could, I know him forever. I've known him forever. Again, he's come to pick me up. 
and such a crystal clear understanding of, of consciousness. It just so this is this is so um, again basic to to a spiritual path that has spiritual currency. What to speak of currency in the in the, in in the, in the world and to change people. I mean, look. Christianity had its day. I'm telling you, it's had its day. It's over. That's a fact. Hmm? It's had its time. It ruled Rome and the whole world, and it had armadas going out and conquering, and you know, and the whole thing. And it's just, you know, from within itself, and from what what facts have come to the fore outside, hmm, that. Christians themselves allowed you know to come in. It, it's had its time. It's and Islam. Yeah, I don't know how. I've heard that it's the most popular. You know, more people are converting, but I don't know how they're converting by the sword or what. You know, in Africa or you know. Um, it has it has not enjoyed anywhere the measure of conversion amongst thoughtful people that. That the yoga tradition, for example, in Hinduism has in the, in the West. If you if you go to the West, how popular is yoga? Obviously, you know most readers of Ananda are interested in you know losing some weight or something like that. Probably, you know, but nonetheless, they they come then to identify with with the, the whole culture and the, and the philosophical foundation underneath the the. Uh, the side benefits of yoga that they become interested in. It's a, it's a huge phenomenon, comparatively. So, I mean, those aren't all card-carrying Hindus. In fact, many people who practice yoga probably don't even consider themselves Hindus, but but they're pretty involved. They're serious practitioners. So, I think, uh, I don't know who does the, the census on these things, but I've heard that statistic before. Islam is the fastest-growing religion. But um, you know, you know. Aside from that, it has a very bad um, reputation these days for its fundamentalist side, which is huge, huge. You know, it, it amounts to nations, atomic nations, practically. So. Um, I guess that's why I don't. I'm not that interested in interfaith dialogue. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pluralistic. I appreciate the different paths and and, and whatnot, and the, the benefit that people derive from them, and so forth. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't see how. They've had their day. They've had their day. It's the East has its day is yet to come in the world. India's day is yet to come. And within Hinduism, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, this is, is, is the, it goes to the heart of the whole thing. It's, it plumbs the depths of, of consciousness. If consciousness is the beginning, and it is, of understanding that of spiritual life, Gaudiya Vaishnavism just just 
has, goes to the, you know, to the depths of consciousness, completely submerged. Hmm. You know, it has power, it has the currency, it has something to offer the world. Hmm. People want to understand consciousness. Science has explained everything but consciousness. <laughs> Try to explain it away, I guess. Because it's a tough, tough thing to explain. The way they're going about it, it's impossible. What else? Any other comments, Maternoff? What do you think? Our, does our religion have anything to offer the modern world? <laughs> I was more thinking about the uh, the future of of Bodhya uh, Vaishnavism, and uh, and I started to reflect on the uh, the fact that we have a, a lot of like different. Well, we have the ritual side of the. Uh, we have the philosophy and they're connected and stuff. And mm -hmm. but that, I don't know really how to put it, but I saw, I saw a little bit conflict. Maybe there, there isn't no conflict in that, that to, to try to draw uh, like more thinking kind of persons into Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And then we have the religious side of it mm -hmm. that might be like a little bit appalling at first at least. Obeisance to a plant, all that kind of funny stuff. Um, and I was think, thinking when, when devotees were having a Harinam here, I just freaked out. I just, why don't they just sit down and relax? So for me to go out and have a Harinam, for example, no way, won't do it. So, you understand where I'm leading to? Yeah, I understand. I think that. Um couple of things come to mind. One is that I did say that, that you know, an essential idea of Gaudiya Vaishnavism will be, it will be, um, you know, the future. And it, it will have less cultural baggage, but I do think at the same time it will have much of the um, culture of, of uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism that's, that's rich and meaningful. And, and um, as the philosophy, I mean, you know, you stand on a, on a stage and you jump around and um, perform for people. And um, I think it's kind of odd, actually. Um, I was in a band when I was a kid, too, but... Um, lead singer. But... Um, um, just to put it in you know, perspective, this is another tradition, it's another culture, and um, and it's their music, and I think that um, in the postmodern world, there's a lot of openness to other cultures. One thing about the one thing about the postmodern world is that it, it, postmodern thinking is against the modern thinking that that was it was appears to be very bigoted and uh, and uh, objectifies everything and and, um, and 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 science, you know rules in every other culture in the past, it's all just been superseded and we don't have anything to learn from them kind of a thing. And postmodernism is more like, well, we can learn from that too, we can take this back and let's re-explore it and so forth. And 
And so there's a lot of openness to other cultures, and they're, um, there's interest in African dance, and uh, you know, people have a real sense that they're that they've missed out in the, in the, the modern, you know, kind of like whatever monolith of modern science that, that and so much of the richness of other other cultures and salted people in the process and, and whole nations and tribes and cultures and, and whatnot. So um, I think there's a fair amount of more openness than what you have personally or what you perceive other people have towards um, rituals and, and so on. Like there, there's people here sitting right here who who may like like the Arctic, you know, you know, like you take like let's take somebody like Krishangi. She's an artist, thoughtful person, uh, well respected in the Finnish community and so forth. And you know, and you know, she looks at a picture of um, of the of the you know what is it you know Matsya being pulled by Vasuki or the or the what is it the boat or something, right? The serpent, and she thinks that's the far. That's far out, you know. She's not like put off by that, thinking, "What are they doing? What kind of, you know?" So there's a lot of people that 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 will appreciate that side, the cultural side, of of Gaudiya Vaishnavism and and the ritualistic side of it too. There's some truth to what you say at the same time, and um, and um, so you know find some 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 balance but I but I think that you're wrong to think that uh, people are if people can I guess what I'm saying is if people can be can understand the teaching and they're open enough to understand the teaching then they're going to understand that aspect as well if they're not open to understanding the teaching seeing that aspect they're not going to be interested in that in that either perhaps then again there may be others who just like it too you know, like George Harrison, he he became interested in Krishna consciousness because he kept seeing the devotees out there chanting every day. He said, in London, you know, I just thought, wow, they're serious people, whatever they're doing, you know. So, I, I, I sympathize with you to some extent, and and I understand that uh, uh, that uh, Harinam, in particular, in the public, is is kind of been equated with like trying to convert people, and also that's not very attractive. And there are conventional means by which people share ideas, and you know that's not not one of them, except for people who don't have a have a voice. In the conventional means, they take to the streets, and it's you know it's not the 19th century where you go and stand in the park on a pedestal and start talking, and people come gathering around. You know, if you do that, yeah, some people will come, but you know there are other conventional means, and if your if your ideas are not. Uh, big enough or interesting enough that you can find your way into the conventional means of communication then then you know you're not going to be thought of too too um too highly probably for good or bad reason but but um i think there's there's more scope for the um Ritualistic side. Not, let's take Buddhism for example. Nowadays in the world, um, this uh, Tibetan Buddhism is far more popular than Zen. And Tibetan Buddhism is full of imagery and uh, deities and realms and gods and 
robes. I mean, look at the Dalai Lama. He's quite a dresser, you know. Colorful robes and, you know, incense and stuff like that. And even Zen. I went to the Zen monastery in San Francisco several years ago to their program. And the priest, uh, whatever, the, the monk, he, before he gave his talk, he came up before the Buddha and did this whole elaborate obeisance and paid and offered some incense and everyone sat silently. Then he went up and gave his his talk. Hmm. So I think there's a mystique about that that's, that's actually more intriguing than 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 not in in many respects. And there's a, there's a sense of respect amongst the, in the postmodern mind for other cultures hmm, and other ways of doing things. Um, we what the problem we have is that perhaps is that we're Westerners doing it, and so but if they're Indians doing it, then they think, yeah, that makes sense. We're Indian, or they look at maybe a Western person doing it, and they and they think, you know, you know, that's little. I don't know. They think it's it's I respect, but it's not for me. And then they've adopted it. They've left the fold or whatever. I don't know. It, it may not be as com- compelling. So I mean, there's some truth to what you say, but. Um, but you've got to be a little less inhibited here on the island. We're doing Harinam. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we might conduct ourselves differently in downtown Helsinki than, than here. But, uh, but then again, I mean, there's, there's ways to... When, when, it's, when Mahaprabhu, uh, his followers would do kirtan, it would be very, you know, it would be very... Um, um, you know, it was deep, and it was also musically it was kind of correct and in sync, and and so forth, and and so on. So, kind of a cultural. If you want to really, really, I was always for that personally. That you take in ISKCON, I wanted um, that that. Indian devotees, Bengalis, would be brought to America, and they would teach authentic kirtan, teach Bengali, and so forth, so that the ritual um, procedures and so forth in the temples would have more of an air of authenticity, and they could enter deeper into the culture. I was always for that, but I was not appreciated. That was not appreciated by by others. They used to have this thing: we'd all go to, you know, Mayapur. Gor Purnima, and then and, and the Indian uh, leaders would try to get American and European devotees and convince them to stay in India. This is the real thing, Prabhu, India, you know, because they needed manpower and whatnot. So, so I came up with this proposal, like, let, let them go, let, let the ones that want to go, and let the Indian leaders give some Bengalis, you know, to come here. Fair enough. And then they'll do kirtan and deity worship and and so on, and cook, and so you'll get. So the more authentic, I think that it is the more richer it is, and the more appealing it is, and the more like of a Western version of it that that even in the Gaudiya Vaishnava from Bengal would be put off by. You know, might not be very compelling to you know the, the, the people of uh, downtown Gothenburg or. Something like that. So uh, you know, I agree with you in in, in 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 some respects, and I understand that. And, and um, but I want to uh, nuance it there, as as I have for your cons- your kind consideration.
Um, I don't think you can, you know, the Protestant form of Gaudiya Vaishnava. It, it just doesn't lend itself to being. You know, it's too it's too aesthetically rich. Gaudiya Vaishnava, the, the Krishna, you know, and you're going to do away with the the the, the, the deity. Hmm? And um, and music, you know, I mean, music and poetry. This is this is Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Is 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 just uh, how can it be ex- just expressed just in philosophy hmm. and and tasted? So I, there it has to be accompanied by by the aesthetic ritual aspect and, and so forth. But that can be improved upon and so in a way that would be more compelling and interesting to. To, uh, to Western people. <laughs> Did you get a second initiation? No. Yeah. Anyone, uh, if you get second initiation sometime and you come and spend some time, do some deity worship and all that, you have some different idea, right? <laughs> when the deities just about talk to you and is he going to say something or what? then you think well this ritual is not so it's pretty interesting I got something going here <laughs> some relationship developing but there's some truth to what you're saying another question yes the basics of their teachings to be able to somehow use that uh, when we present God and Vaishnavism that it's important to know them. I will say that I think it's 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 very compelling to be able to um, speak about Gaudiya Vaishnavism and give a reference point that people can relate relate to. It 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 makes the subject better, potentially much better understood, much more close to home. That's the value in that. Um, there's also value in that in seeing the extent to which Gaudiya Vaishnavism is found, for example, in the thinking of other people and how they're arriving at something. Similar and it's it, that's compelling, I think, for the for the devotee. So, in answer to your question, it depends on the person and how they're you know, what they're involved in. Not everybody's you're a little outreachy, you know, and you hold these retreats and things, and you're a public figure and so forth. And you talk to more people. About go to Vaishnavism. Some of the devotees here they're not involved in that as much. So I think for talking to people about Godi Vaishnavism, it's it's helpful. Um, and um, I can I can recommend it. You know, for those who want to do that, there's some book to read or books to read that would be would be useful. And um, again, it gives people 
educate people a reference point. If you can say, oh, you know, you know, Descartes said it like this, and Shankar said it like this, and here's the, it's like, yeah, it's useful. Talk, and then, then it depends who you're talking to also. There's plenty of people in the Western world have no idea what the significance of Plato is. You know, they heard about the forms in, in college or something and, you know, forgot about it or whatever. Or, or Descartes or somebody. You know, there's just, there's, so it depends. But if you're preaching to educated people, yeah, it's, it's pretty useful. I believe. I mean, they'll want to think they're talking to an educated person, too. And then you can learn something. It may help you be also... Devotees can tend to be condescending, I've seen. They get a head full of knowledge, and it, and it, which in one sense says, like Prabhupada would say, he's fool number one. He may have Ph.D., but it's the plow department or something. You know, he knows nothing. He doesn't know that he's not the body. So the devotee doesn't know that he's not the body either. In most cases, he's heard about it. You know, he's identified with it, and he's ready to go. Just you know, condescend uh, on everybody, and um, and he may have no idea of what's going on in the Western world in terms of thought and how deeply people have thought about things and uh, issues and, and so forth. And so he, he's really not going to be taken very seriously. You understand? There's, there's a fair amount of that, unfortunately. Does that help? Anything else? Guru Maharaj, if we can have consciousness without self-awareness, how do we then differentiate between the consciousness of, for example, a tree which is aware of, let's say, light, and and a camera? You could also say that that's the camera is aware of light. It is. Yeah, because if you, it will like like. Uh, show if it's too light or too dark. Oh, the lens? Yeah. Oh, it, it's programmed like that? Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's consciousness has gone into it, right? Somebody, conscious person, has invested some consciousness into it, shared its power. Hmm? But those things under themselves aren't don't have such awareness. So, extension of human consciousness. I think there's more to trees than, than, you know, their sensitivity to light and water and, you know, their growing. Their cameras aren't growing, computers aren't growing. There's a good article I read years years ago when I was doing clarity called about artificial intelligence and so forth. There's a lot of thought, you know, and I haven't read much about it, but. Uh, by an expert in that field I was reading. I don't remember now, but... but the, um, uh, I, I guess it's 
I would say it's 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 however aware. I guess a computer's aware hmm, to some extent too, right? Can calculate and respond and so forth. It's uh, it's it's got human consciousness going into it, so it has some consciousness. I guess that's my answer. The camera has some consciousness. You shared yours with it, and so now it's somewhat functioning like like an eye or something like that. Hmm. Yes? Uh, how does Maharaj think about the carbon-based life forms, like, you know, humankind, for instance, are carbon-based, but what about these uh, silicon-based life forms, like computers? In theory, you know, Ajiva can take place in uh, silicon-based life forms, or at least have some conscience. And, Speaking about artificial intelligence, you know, uh, programs have been written, uh, by myself, written programs that, you know, they can reproduce, they can, you know, do everything that a worm can do, for instance. And when I switch off the computer, I just, you know, think, did I just, you know, uh, eliminate a bunch of worms? <laughs> yeah, but actually, you know, because the program was, you know, it was smarter than worms. And it was, you know... But that's because you've shared your smartness with it. No, but it, it evolved. That was the point. Uh -huh. So it was artificial intelligence. Well, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of similarity between artificial intelligence and real intelligence, and there may be similarities between, as you call it, silicon artificial life and real life. But that's the difference. One is real, and one is artificial. And one is only alive as much as life has lent itself to it and put it and put it in motion. Um, but I'm not an expert in the field, so I use email, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear your yeah. viewpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a, a jiva taking birth in a silicon-based life form—that's an interesting concept. But I don't. Uh, I don't think that that's um, that'd be some bad karma. Let's put it like that. <laughs> but as I'm saying, see, there need these things need to be thought about. I can't think about everything. There's some things I think about. Some areas I, you know, concern myself with. Uh, this is, isn't one of them in particular, but devotees need to and address these kinds of issues thoughtfully and social issues and ethical issues that, uh, you know, that have come up given the society we live in and so forth and, and then, and then uh, scientific issues and technological issues and, and all. There needs to be commentary on all these, all these things from a Gaudiya Vaishnava perspective. So I appreciate your question. All right, so see you tonight. Sri Guru Vaishnav Guru Parampara Ki Jai, Sri Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai, Bhakti Raksha Siddhi Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai, Bhakti Siddhanta Sastri Thakur Prabhupada Ki Jai.